Chris, before we start, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. I wasn't talking. I mean, yeah, happy. It's your birthday. Congrats. Thank your you. Your birthday was last week. You're the big 35 now. Oh, you're right. There was another birthday. It's was, We've been doing this for a year. We've been this, doing this for I, a year. It, yeah. it was a year after technically the last episode. We, should, we maybe should have done it uh, yeah. then. Yeah. And I also had a lot of bits I had prepared that I've been thinking about throughout the year uh-huh. that I have just lost. I have no <laughs> idea where they are. Well, uh, we did a couple of bits here. You just can't see them. Boy, aren't they good bits. Look at this. Look how funny this is when oh. I when I pulled this thing and then, huh? Yeah, that's pretty good. That's yeah, a good yeah. bit, isn't it? Yeah. 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 What about this one over here, though? If I, hold on, I gotta, yeah, obviously I have to turn this crank. All right, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, that's good. That's, that's a pretty good bit, yeah. It's less racist yeah. than yours, so I oh, think it's better. Oh, yikes. Was that, was mine racist? I, typically, mine was racist too, but it's not <sighs> nearly as bad as yours. Good thing nobody can see that because yeah. we neither. I didn't mean for mine. I mean they're both fine, but yours is like, yours is like Blazing Saddles bad, and mine is like the end of Ace Ventura bad. So oh, that's not good. Blazing Saddles is way better than that. Yeah, but it's still more racist. No, it's written by Richard Pryor. The whole joke the whole time is that yeah. racism. Is yeah, dumb. I, I know. Yeah, one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mine is, oh fuck, mine was worse than yours. Is oh worse. no. Oh no. Cut that. Cut it all. Cut it all. <laughs> so anyway, happy anniversary. Thank you. What's what is this paper for us? I don't. The know. first year's paper, I think. Is yeah, it? We give each other paper. Oh, I pulled that out of my ass. I'm so happy. I was just yes handing your bit. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's paper. Yeah, we. Here's a, look at all this paper. <laughs> it's so funny because this is the first week I don't have mail for you. Oh wow. Um. Okay. All right. Very symbolic. Yeah. Yeah. Just three empty em- envelopes to remind me of all the letters. Um. To have come, and that all that will come. Yeah, if you guys want to write us more letters, because we're running low on fan. The, the, I don't know if you know this, but we have people writing reviews for movies, and those are the movies that we watch. If you have one for us, we have closed our P.O. box, so we can't take physical mail. Um, three envelopes, because this is going to run for three years. Yeah, but if you want to email us at eatingsoupalone at gmail.com, is that correct? That's true. Uh, you send us our comments. You can send us comments, questions, concerns. Uh, you need advice, we'll help you with that. You want to write in a movie review. Uh, you want to ask us out on a date. Ladies, or, Chris is single. Go ahead and ask him that. If you just want to joke around a little bit, we also have a secret hotmail. Oh, we do? We do. ESAPod at hotmail.com. Yeah. Yeah, email us. If you want to ask Chris out on a date, ask ask on that one. That's where it gets spicy. <laughs> Eating Soup Alone is a podcast hosted by me, Christopher Crumlin, and co-hosted by Nicholas Johnson. We try our best to ramble incoherently about a handful of movies at least once a week. Well, surprisingly, this is I know this is abnormal, but this week we watched two movies. We did. We watched... Kind of breaking it up a little bit, doing a little something different, seeing how it works out. Yeah. And instead of them being entwined or sequels or related to each other in any way, we watched well, just two random oh, movies. They're related. They yeah, both they're... In, they both involve some police work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Robocop. Two of perhaps the best um, police movies. Hey, out of besides th- End of Watch, which these is are undeniably the best one. 
the 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 lead characters of these two movies are <laughs> are two of the three fictional police officers I like. Chris, can you guess the third? Yeah, it's Columbo. Yeah, yeah, great job. Easy one, easy one. Do you have a preference for which goes first? Yeah, obviously. Okay, what goes first? Columbo. No, God, I meant in terms of what we talked. <laughs> oh, I thought you wanted to rank, me to rank my top three movies. Yeah, uh, rank them. Go ahead. Uh, fictional cops. It's it's Columbo. Uh huh. It's RoboCop. Okay. It's Ace Ventura. All right. I don't get to see enough of how RoboCop gets down, police style. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. He shoots that guy in the penis. He does do that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And there's two more RoboCop movies you can watch. Are they good? No, I don't think so. Are they fun? I don't know. Are they metal? I know that one of them has to be metal because I think it's RoboCop 2 was written by Frank Miller. Do they go to space? No. I mean, he probably could if he wanted to, but I don't think they go to space. No, I think it's like the late 90s at that point, which is when everyone was going to space. So RoboCop might go to space. Hold on. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, RoboCop space? Question mark? No, RoboCop does not go to space. Wow. So it sounds like Nick and I are going to write a RoboCop script. What kind of space crime could he bust up? Oh, all of it. <laughs> Name one space crime. Grand Theft um, Space Auto. I don't know. You steal a spaceship, <laughs> then you go to space jail. Oh, I could see that. Like a billionaire hijacked yeah. space station or something like that. And he's got to go up there. Or maybe even terrorist or something. Kind of do a diehard in space, but it's RoboCop. Yeah, because they're going to crash it into old Detroit. Dude, listen to that pitch. Yeah, it's great. Diehard in space, but it's RoboCop? Uh, so Give me money. What is it? Uh, lockout, but with RoboCop? Is that what that movie's called? Don't you know what Lockout is, but it's, yeah. It's diehard in space, I think. All right, cool. It's like that movie Ascension. Is that a movie? Arrival? No, which ones? They both are, yeah. Suze, Sandra Bullock in space? Gravity. George Clooney? It was yeah. neither of those. There it was Gravity. Go. Yep. So this week we watched Gravity and The Color Purple. Now, you know me. I'm not a huge fan of Prince, but Chris, I like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but do you for real have a preference in which movie we talk about? No, first? I don't care. All right, we'll choose. Uh, we'll do Ace Ventura, because you've never seen RoboCop, correct? No, I've seen RoboCop. Oh. Yeah. I th- I th- I th- uh, I'm so sorry, Chris. Yeah. I think we have this conversation every time RoboCop comes up. I go, you haven't there. seen RoboCop, yeah. right? And you go, no, I've seen RoboCop. <laughs> uh, we'll, tar- uh, we'll start with uh, Ace Ventura, I guess. Sounds good. All righty then. Uh, Ace Ventura, released in 1994, starring Jim Carrey, Courtney Cox, and the Miami Dolphins. Um, one specific dolphin more than the others. Sparkle? Is that Dan Marino. Dan Marino. But yeah, you're right. That was the name of the dolphin. That was yeah. a good bit. Chris, you know what other two movies came out the same year as Pet Detective? Um, Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan? No, Chris. Maybe. I don't know when those movies came out. But in the same year, also 1994, fucking The Mask and Dumb and Dumber. Big year for Carrie. The biggest year for, I'd say, probably anybody. <laughs> it's insane. Um, it's a huge year. Yeah. Mask, probably better than Pet Detective. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't have many fond memories about yeah. Dumb and Dumber. I'm going to say with Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, there's a, there's a big elephant in the room. That there's no rhino in this one. Yeah, but there's another big elephant right next to that elephant. 
Is it the trans stuff? Yeah, it's wearing a t-shirt that says transphobic. Yeah, you want to talk about that right at the top? Let's get rid of that. Yeah, let's throw it. Let's, let's throw it away immediately. What the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck, dude? When when she starts making out with him on the desk, I immediately clocked. I immediately clocked the gun joke, and I was like, "Is this gonna be like a? a are we gonna do a bad?" transphobic like trans fear joke right here and then they didn't i was like whew it, 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 ace detective pet ventura you got off clean this time yeah. you were close but i respect that you didn't do it and then the whole final act of this movie is just is egregious big. you know it's, it's especially egregious we'll build up to it but in the i'm just gonna i am stunned that the like Scooby-Doo unmasking mm-hmm. that happens in this movie is Ace Ventura stripping a trans woman to prove yeah their genitalia yeah <laughs> insane yeah it's um it's tough for it sure is. yeah um like I I thought for sure it was gonna be a double twist yeah. and Ace Ventura is was an wrong. asshole. Yeah. And everyone's like, no, man, don't. Yeah. But no, no. He gets vindicated. Yeah. Um I'll I'll that was the part that was especially like, you know, in my head I was always like, Oh yeah, they do do kinda like do do. They you know, they they do a couple of bad but then the stripping thing, I was like, Oh, they took it off full far. Yeah. Um, the other bit is when he finds out that he's kissed a trans woman, uh, he definitely scrubs his mouth and takes a shower and burns his clothes and it's definitely classic trans fear stuff. No, it's, uh, it sucks. It does. Um, so that's gonna prop, like, I, what do we do? It's so tricky. Like, I've heard discussion online about, like, like there was a tweet the other day that was like, um, love when I go home to watch uh, a quote-unquote classic movie that my white friend recommended me just to hear the n-word six times yeah <laughs> and like someone t- commented specifically about The Shining they were like dude those like three n-words come out of nowhere in The Shining and <laughs> yeah. I was like yeah they yeah. do yeah they, yeah, they, really, they do. really do and so that's kind of how I feel about this like I think it's funny I think it's a classic of the 90s but like this is like it's it's mega problematic also. yeah it's it, because like I... and like what do you do like, just, like do I because I feel like morally compelled to yeah because it out of the room but i feel like i'm jumping ahead but like yeah do i compromise by giving it like a d d minus it's so tough because it's it really because i i don't think before this i'd ever seen all of this movie okay um interesting i didn't know that it, like there's a lot of it that I definitely remember i think up until like the, the party at the house where he falls in the shark tank is probably as far as i've seen okay but that stuff starts to pop up at the end. Like I can't, I can't over. Um, sort of, I can't emphasize enough mm-hmm. how much this is the last ten minutes of this movie for mm-hmm. some reason. And like when they like the the fir- the the like oh your gun is poking me joke and then him being like putting it together that oh Ray Fickle might be this woman. I was like, okay, this movie was made in 1994, just like the end bombs in The Shining or Shaun of the Dead. This is gonna come. I'm gonna go, Oof, and then the movie's gonna move on, and I'm gonna go. God, we used to suck in 1994, huh? Yeah. And then I can go, ah, but Ace Ventura is a funny movie. Besides yeah. all that, and then this movie just goes, <laughs> and just, it's like I can't, like I don't, 
I Chris, I have this page here written down of all my favorite jokes in this movie. Yeah, I wrote down the same thing. I don't know if I even want to do it. I, and we're the wrong people to be talking about this 100%. Yeah, but absolutely. I don't know what to do. Yeah. This is not me virtue signaling, but it is. I just thought about that when you said that, like, as a straight white dude, this is hard to watch. You know what I mean? Imagine. Yeah. yeah. Imagine. How yeah, bad, exactly. Right? Um, imagine. So that really hurts it. It really does. It really does. Because, like, I'm... I don't know if I want to talk about the rest of this movie, <laughs> if I'm being honest. So uh, that's... I think that's about where I'm going to put it. I'm going to put it as, like, that's, yeah, deplorable. Um, and yet, yeah, pretty much tanks the movie. But up until that point... Up until that point... Up until that point... This movie's pretty funny. It can be funny at times, yeah. Um, I, well, like, yeah, let me rephrase. Jim Carrey is pretty funny in this movie. <laughs> Not the biggest Jim Carrey fan, personally. Okay. Um, it's his style. It's his thing. But I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of it. Just like the over the top and the silly faces and the silly voices. Yeah. It's very like, it's almost like he's like carrot top, but the prop is his body. Yeah, and I like it well enough. Um, I yeah. know his it works really well for the Grinch. Yeah, when he's Grinch doing funny um, stand up, like that was his thing, and he'd have characters when he was doing stand up. And it's something I hear him say all the time: is like, yeah, people just want to be relieved of like stress or like yeah. the fact that they have to be on for somebody or mm. whatever. He, he's like, so one of my first jokes when I was a stand up was I would come out and say, "Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing tonight?" Alrighty then. <laughs> just skipping right past it cuz I don't care. Yeah. You don't care and everybody laughs cuz everyone just feels that release of tension. Yeah. And it turns out he read the Ace Ventura script and was like, "I'm just going to do that guy." Yeah. That guy's going to be Ace Ventura. So that's yeah. why he says that all the time in this fucking movie. Okay. Um and so yeah, that's why I think this is more over the top Jim Carrey than yeah. probably anything else. Oh, yeah. Um, but I like it well enough. Yeah. I don't think I like it enough to watch an Ace Ventura 2 or an Ace Ventura Jr. or whatever that movie is. I am going to watch Ace Ventura 2, and I'm probably going to make you do it for the podcast. Not next week, but eventually. Okay. Maybe next week. You better, you better, you better scope out to see if it's, it's not. No, PC no. enough for this libtard to watch. <laughs> no. It is, it's not as problematic as this one is. Okay. Um, it might not be at all, but I think I'm going on the limb by saying that. Yeah, that's what I would have said about this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, right from the rip, though. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and go down my list of jokes. You can come in whenever you got things. Uh, from the rip, yeah, that's definitely... The first thing I started pegging was, like, just the memorable lines, right? Like, you've got the, alrighty then, and mm-hmm. then he constantly does the, loser, right? And uh, one that I say all the time is definitely when he, like, just whips into not a parking spot and goes, like, like I love. It's the first one I've written down, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, from the rip, yeah, he's uh, stealing that dog. He's doing the UPS joke. The UPS Great. joke. Love it. Okay. I've seen it a million times. Um, but my the first part that hits me with that one is um, he's finally back in the car with the dog. With the, what's the dog's name? Do I, don't, know? I don't know if you Yeah, whatever. Know. He's in the car with the dog. He's successfully stolen the dog from the man with the mustache and the curly hair. Mm-hmm. He pops the thing. He's like, you want some food? Here's some food or whatever. And he turns over the key and he goes, hey, it gets flooded from time to time. We'll just wait a second. And the guy smashes the windshield and he's like, or we'll try right now. Yeah. <laughs> that got me. It's great. It's great. Yes. Guy smashes up the car. Yeah. Car starts on. He goes, oh, it's alive. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I love that this sets up 
maybe my favorite joke for the rest of the movie since his windshield is smashed he drives with his head out the car oh, out absolutely. the window like a dog the yes, entire time I love it I love it especially when he he drives Courtney Cox to another location at some point and yeah she does not make, like, make mention of like mm. what happened to your car or, like don't you think you should get that she does nothing she just lets him hang his head out and drive the car I think about that all the time um the next thing I have is he comes to his apartment trying to quietly open the key okay and hector from breaking bad yes yes comes along and goes yes satan ventura and he's like yes satan and there's a bit of a beat and he's like oh i'm sorry i thought you were someone else <laughs> that always gets me i always think about it he tells him yo i need the rent ace ventura is like i'm gonna catch this pigeon for 25 g's and then you'll get your money um and then we get kind of a cinderella joke because he's like mm. hey, oh I, I hear animals in there and he's like there's no animals you want to look and he opens the door there's no animals and then he closes the door and he's like my woodland creature friends and they all come whatever i have let's see i was trying to go in order for my jokes but i think my first couple are a little bit out of order okay um because i thought him pulling up and saying like a glove was when he pulls up to the stadium yeah it's way later way later oh okay. I, that sorry. was just a section where i was talking about like just quotes that are just like Omnipresent. Oh, gotcha. Like, That's basically everywhere. what my list is. Oh, okay. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know why I made me laugh so hard. I do know why. It's because it's funny. Um, the one they're showing him around the stadium, and they're like, yeah, what's your name? Uh, recommended you to us. And he goes, um, oh, right. Oh, yeah, the bitch. <laughs> yeah. So good. Um, and then uh, my favorite line from the movie Always makes me laugh. It's really ones I remember. We have it written on our fridge for some reason. I yes. don't remember why. Yeah. But if I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. Yeah. It's so good. It is good. But yes, yes. So basically what happens is we we cut to um, a board meeting with Courtney Cox and like maybe the head coach of the Dolphins and the guy who like owns the Dolphins, I guess. And uh, this dolphin that they're going to use for some trick during the halftime has been stolen. And this uh, the reason why I bring it up is because there's another line in here that I think... I mean no disrespect when I say it, but I, I, I feel like this this line has the potential to be so funny, but the character just isn't. The the guy who owns the dolphins, there's a point where he literally says, I don't give a good goddamn about the fish. Fillet it and fast food it. I care all I care about is winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> and it just seems like something where like almost like I feel like if like you know, like the guy from I think you should uh, you should leave said yeah, it, like yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. he could land it where like that's Absolutely. a funny line. Like like just it's such a caricature of like this guy who's for him to even say all I care about is winning the Super Bowl is just like, you know, I love it. We yeah. can cut this bit or whatever, but just like you know that that thing where he's like, I've been waiting a long time for a hit on Spectrum TV. You know, like I feel like you could just nail that like how ridiculous the yeah, idea. Yeah, is. absolutely. Yeah, I want to bring up something we went past, which okay. I think is really important to this movie that I don't think gets talked about enough. Okay, he rescues that dog at the beginning. That's true. Brings it back to his owner. Uh huh. And then the woman who owns the dog blows him like a tornado. Like he's hanging on to the rafters. She's blowing him so hard. <laughs> yeah. Don't know why. Don't know whose idea it was. Had to have been, to fuck. It had to be a Jim Carrey's idea of like, yeah, I think this guy should, instead of being an idiot, should actually be very good at his job. Um, even though people don't like respect him that much or whatever, but also he fucks like crazy. <laughs> and also, you know what? When he fucks, he's really good at it, and everyone's <laughs> going to be telling them, "Oh my god, you fuck so good, Ace Ventura, pet yeah. detective." Yeah, because later him and Courtney Cox have tornado sex. Absolutely. Also, I also just four times. Four times. I want to point out that um, he's meant to be dressed like a goof, 
the drip on this dude is insane. Yeah, he's dripping. If off, I saw off someone the... dressed like Ace Ventura I'd at a like, show I have at to a party, know that guy. I have to know this guy. Yeah. I have to know where he goes, and I gotta yeah. get close with him. Yeah, for sure. He's uh, dripped out. Yeah, like yeah. a couple times. He's soaking. A couple times during this movie, I was like, "Am I gonna start dressing like Ace Ventura?" I know, That's especially when he's just got like that tee with like the red on it, and he's wearing the yeah. shirt over, it, and he's yeah. got the pa- the striped pants. Or he's at the party. He's got the blazer with the Florida yeah. shirt on under it. Yeah. Oh, he looks. Fantastic. Like Elton. Yeah. He looks like Elton. I'm realizing it now. Our friend Elton dresses like Ace Ventura Bet Detective. Except the button-ups. Except the button-ups. Yeah. Elton's um, best in a button-up. But yeah, so one of the next lines I have written down is his first meeting with Einhorn. I think he goes to... Uh, well, I, real quick. He's in the tank. He finds the gem. He yeah. does a very long Star Trek joke, which I guess is just lost on our generation personally. Like, I feel like Family Guy did this a lot when I was growing yeah. up. Like, com- comedies are always parodying Star Trek. I've never seen an, a, a scene yeah. of any Star Trek ever. So every time one of those happens, I'm always like, okay, cool. I'm going to tune out for three minutes. Yeah. Um, That's not like, I'm not saying that in a snarky way where I'm like, no, don't no. parody the Star Trek. It's just, it's a lost on me. No, I, ex- not, I know exactly I, what you mean. Yeah. Every time I hear someone describe the plot to a good Star Trek episode, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I gotta watch that. Oh, I gotta watch it. And then yeah. I'll see some Star Trek and I'll go, nah, mm-hmm. I'm good. I don't need to watch Star Trek. No yeah. doubt. But anyways, um, yeah, so he's been hired because Courtney Cox heard the receptionist say, like, oh, I hired a pet detective, and he was really good. And she's oh, like, yeah, the bitch. yeah, that's great. I'm going to go to the cops. And she's like, oh, no, he's really good. And then it hard cuts to, like, him be, like, pulling up, and they're having the meeting, and he's eating, like, sunflower seeds. Mm-hmm. And she's showing him the tape of what Snowflake can do, and he keeps just being like... <laughs> and like put it on the table and stuff like that and she's like can I get you an ashtray and he's like uh, he's like no it's a disgusting habit he's got sunflowers all in his mouth mm. that's a fine joke I'm only saying this because those are all important plot things to run down the plot yeah basically someone kidnapped this big dolphin to hire the pet detective to find the big dolphin mm-hmm. yeah he goes to the cops he does go to the cops because he talks to his ass he does do the ass joke the ass joke it's fun it goes on too long, but it goes on long enough that by the end I was like, it's nope. coming back yeah, around. Because like, like when he's doing the thing where he's holding on to the chair and he's like, oh, I can't calm him down. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Very funny. Um, but he meets Einhorn. And I'll call you later. She never still 911. So good. That's exactly it. That is the line that I wrote down. Yeah, yeah. That. And then there's the other one where he says something like, I wanted to confess I was the other shooter on the grassy knoll or something <laughs> like that. It's also funny. So dumb. Um, but basically, some other things happen. He realizes that diamond is from like a 1984 championship ring from the dolphins right yeah and he just there's a montage of him going around trying to check everybody's rings and there's some funny jokes here like him trying to run and like catch up to the guy so he can look at the thing and there's the one where he's you know getting the one dolphin to flick him off so he can look at it you know with binoculars the binoculars was a good touch Mm because like i was like oh he's gonna get him to flip him off but then he pulls the it's great the one that kills me is the dolphin who walks up to the mailbox and dumps some mail in and he (laughs) yanks his whole arm into the mailbox that's a funny bit to me. I my I, the one I, I think I like the best is when that guy in the shower punches him in the head, and then he goes to the mirror and checks the indentation of the uh, yeah. to see if it has all the yeah. uh, diamonds in it. It's great. Yeah. If you have any more, say them now because there's one last joke I've written down for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Uh, I like when he comes back from the shark tank and he's all wet and he's like, "Don't go in there." That joke's oh, yeah. fine. It's whatever. Yeah. And when he's leaving, the guy's like, "I'm sure I'll have the pipes checked, sir. I'll have the pipe checked. Yeah. D- don't worry about it." When he's he starts like, he, he wrestling with his arm. No, before he starts oh, okay. wrestling with his arm, arm. He's like, "I'm so sorry this happened." He goes, "Yeah, if I had been drinking out of the toilet, I could have been killed." <laughs> yeah. So like to get caught up to that uh, bit, like 
who is that guy that he's going to that house? That Ron Camp guy? I don't know. I don't know, but he has the ring. He wants to check the ring. Oh, I think it's the. Oh, that's what it was. So he does the whole like New England clam chowder thing at the Cannibal Corpse yes. concert to go. Oh talk yeah, to his buddy. God, Cannibal Corpse is in this movie insane. He has a buddy that's like the lone gunman from the X Files because yes, this is a movie from 1994. So yes, the protagonist has a hacker friend. Yep, and I love a hacker friend. I love his I two do. pairs of glasses. Two great. pairs of glasses is a very funny. And bit. I love that his hacker friend uh, hacks specifically fish. Fish, yeah. And he's got, like, info on who has bought a 10,000-gallon tank or whatever the hell. And that Ron Champ guy has. So Courtney Cox brings Ace Ventura to the party. This is another... This is another little joke that I like. I like that he's like, his name is Tom Ace. Like, yeah. Thomas. That's <laughs> great. It's very funny. But, yeah, he does that whole bit where he's like... Uh, He's doing the thing where he's like, you know, yeah, one of the first things they teach you at Stanford is that you can make a pretty decent, you know, like practice out of uh, just handling cases you know, that involve like you know, food poisoning from, you know, billionaires or whatever. And he keeps you know, just doing mm -hmm. that bit to that guy. Like, uh, but anyways, yeah, he sneaks off. He goes, does a little search and finds a shark. Uh, James Bond joke and finds a shark instead of a dolphin. Yeah, comes back all shredded up and whatnot. That's when they have the conversation about the rings and how everybody in the team got the rings. So he starts checking the rings, yada, yada, yada. I was actually wrong. There's actually a couple more jokes here that I, I, I just get the head on my own. Oh, wonderful, because I have one left now. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I have two. <laughs> oh, no, I have three. Anyways, while he's doing all this, these shenanigans, there's a man who gets murdered. Is it the, the head coach that Courtney yes. Tax is hanging out with? Yeah. Um, he's there. Einhorn and the goons uh, are like, yep, it was a suicide. And uh, Ace Ventura does a Columbo. He goes, oh, just one more thing. And he basically lays out, like, there's, like, the rail. And he's like, oh, there's a little bit of blood there or whatever. And then I think mm. the one more thing happens or whatever. And, and Einhorn basically gives him some guff. She's like, um, yeah, well, uh, you know, with the police, we usually deal in evidence. So if you don't have any evidence, then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when he does the one more thing or whatever. And he basically explains that, like, the you know, the neighbor heard the screaming. But these are double-planed soundproof glass, so, you know, he does the whole, uh, 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 bit and whatnot, and he does a whole mm. booyah, because he showed everybody what's up. Great. He exhausts all the ring Shit. leads, yeah. and there's a point where uh, he realizes there's an extra person, one more ring out there, a guy named Ron Finkel. Um, up until this point... In terms of story structure, this thing's hitting all, hitting all the beats, right? Yeah. This is a perfect beat when you're like, oh, shit, there was one more out there, right? Ron Finkel, he blew the game, laces out, all that kind of stuff, right? Ace tracks down Ron Finkel, Ron Finkel's parents specifically. Their house is trashed with, you know, die, Finkel, die, and, like, choke, and, like, you choked, and all that kind of stuff. Um, he goes in there to meet the parents. Carry White eat shit. Yeah, to meet the parents. And, uh, you know, the mom's like, oh, Ron will be home soon. And she's like, I'm going to go get you cookies. And, the, you know, her husband, the father, is like, Ron is not coming back. She's like, she's, you know, the lights are on, but nobody's home kind of thing, right? Like, he's not coming back or whatever. Um, Engine's running. No one's behind the wheel. Yeah. This next bit, I do like this joke. There's a point where she says... Dan Marino can die of gonorrhea and burn in hell. <laughs> Would yeah. you like some cookies? That's funny. She takes him up to Ron Finkel's room. Ron Finkel's room just covered in like Dan, Dan Marino's with knives in them, and it says like "Die Marino, die" and all that kind of stuff. And she goes, "Sports freak, huh?" Yeah, <laughs> it's I love it. Pretty good, pretty good. Great. Then there's some other stuff that's like this is where it gets like a little like whatever. He has to like infiltrate 
the insane asylum that Ron Finkel was committed to. So he puts on a tutu and does a whole like dramatic like, put me into the third coach. Before that, two guys oh, okay, kidnapped sure. Don Moreno. That is true, yes. I do like the... During bit. an Isotoner commercial. Or they're chasing him. Or Ace Ventura is chasing them and they're shooting at him. He's like, come on, guys, can't you hit me? And then he catches a bullet with his teeth. Yeah. Dumb, hate it, love it. Does Great the mask joke. do that too? I don't know, maybe. Huh. Interesting. Anyway, um, then. They're at the Institute. Courtney Cox is pretending to be his brother, um, talking to the doctor, and he's just being a goofball. Mm. Uh, whatever. There is one bit that I like. There's the point where he's like at the water fountain and he's being crazy and stuff like that. And then he drops to his knees. There's a beat, and then he just slams his head on the stool and stays completely still. I must have missed that. Very funny. Thing. It's good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she goes, what she says immediately after that is she's like, he'll be fine there for like 20 minutes. And then he. <laughs> He breaks into the closet, finds this, you know, personal affects box for Ron Finkel, and he finds very specifically a newspaper that mentions a missing hi hiker named Eloise Finkel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, or Einhorn. Or Einhorn, yes. Yeah, Einhorn. Um, this is one of the jokes I really like that I wrote down. When the guy starts coming into that room, and he tries to hide inside the box, yeah. and it's taking him so long, and the guy who's like, one foot in the room uh, eventually doesn't go in the room and shuts the door behind him and he's just half of his body is creaming that box and then it just explodes out under him I thought it was, I thought it was a good not one. bad I like it so he finds all that evidence in that box and then he's just beating his head trying to figure out what these two have in common Einhold and uh, Finkel and he's just bumming around his apartment going Einhorn Finkel Einhorn Finkel and he just can't figure it out he's pacing with a monkey Always a good joke, in my opinion. You got a monkey standing next to a human doing the same thing that they are. Never not funny. Um, I think you have to beat a monkey within an inch of its life to get it to do that. So I don't think that part's funny. Yikes. Um, yeah, did you know monkeys, uh, just the way their brains are, they have like a, like, I think it's like, you can get a monkey to do stuff like put on a little suit until it's eight years old. Because when it's eight, its brain grows enough that like part of its skull pushes in on its brain on the part where like part of its brain that keeps it like a docile and like willing to do shit that you want it to do and then as soon as it's eight those stage monkeys that have been trained since birth to wear little suits and stuff they get put down it's a bummer yikes yeah and then his dog jumps on a picture of finkel and it looks like he has long blonde hair and so he goes oh einhorn must be finkel and i don't I don't get where the leap in logic is there because it's not even the right color hair. Also or Fink style here. She has her hair up. Yeah, and Finkel has a mustache. Um, like she literally wears her hair like up in a bun like the yeah, whole movie. Yeah, and also Finkel has a mustache, which yeah. I think is the most important part. Um, I don't know if you've ever known someone only with a mustache and then they shave the mustache. That's a different man. Um, so that's a huge plot hole in this movie uh, that I don't like. So basically, after he has that revelation with the monkey, the hair thing that makes no sense, the mustache, as you said, um, he presents Einhorn with his theory. He goes and meets uh, with her. They have a long conversation. The thing I want to point out is there's a point at the very end where he's surmising, right? Um, and he talks about like how he found the rare stone at the bottom and from the Super Bowl ring and yada, yada, yada. Ray Finkel went to his parents' house, yada, yada, yada. My guess is Finkel was doing this excuse me, committed the murder because so-and-so found out that, like, uh, his guess is that Finkel was snooping around and that the, the head coach, like, noticed what he was doing or whatever, and so he killed that guy to get rid of it, yada, 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 right? 
and she's like where's this all going like where is he now then and 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 ventura goes uh he broke out of a mental hospital did a claude reigns and has been playing planning his revenge for a year waiting for the perfect time to get back at the dolphins the time when it would hurt them the most super bowl time man uh, i'm tired of being right oh yeah and he goes man i'm tired of being right the only reason why I read that whole thing is because the Diddle Claude Rains second movie reference to a universal horror. That's the Invisible Man. That's the actor who plays the Invisible Man in the the Golden Age Invisible Man movie. Diddle Claude Rains is good. That's funny to me. I'm real happy for you. Yeah. Um, last two jokes I've written down. All right. I love when he's at the the dock at the end, and he knocks those two guards out. And he jumps down and goes unconscious, exactly as I planned. <laughs> and then uh, I love when I, I can't remember exactly what it is but like they cut away to like Courtney Cox or something like don't worry Ace's got it he knows what he's doing he's like a tough the toughest of the tough the manest of the men and it cuts to him with a gun to his einhorn has a gun to his head and he goes oh don't kill me please please don't kill me kill Dan Marino he's like what <laughs> yeah. you want I like that they start arguing with me he's like no kill him and he's like kill him he's like shut up it's so good only shut up um, and then a bunch of transphobic shit happens, and then yeah. the movie's over. Yeah. Um, well, no, there's one little bit at the very end where he's being heralded as a hero at the Super Bowl or whatever. Oh, he's yeah, beating yeah. up the mascot. Yes, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, Einhorn. Einhorn, however you say her name. Uh-huh. Chris, what other movie is she in? This is going to happen for RoboCop 2. One of our lead female characters is in another movie, and I didn't recognize it. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't recognize her. She's Rachel from uh, uh, Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was reading online. Apparently, according to the actress, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. The reason that scene between her and Harrison Ford is so rapey uh-huh. is because Ridley Scott wanted to date her, and she said no. So he made that scene bad for her. That's what she claims. That's horrifying. Yeah. And then be- awful. because of that, because the, 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 they have that uh, beef still, her and Ridley Scott, that's why um, she's in Blade Runner 2049 spoilers for about 30 seconds, and it's not even her. It's like a CGI VFX face. So all in all, Ace Ventura is a wildly offensive movie that's funny for like three. 85% of it until it just starts nosediving into like the one of the most offensive things. Yeah, 70 minutes of this 90 minute movie are very yeah. funny and f- fine to watch. Yeah, so I'm gonna say D minus with like, I guess a trigger warning. Like what the like, yeah. this is a content warning? Like it's Yeah, um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't It's like Birth of the Nation. Like I'm never gonna watch that movie, but oh my god, any movie re- or sh- uh, class I took related to movies always mentions like eh, Birth of the Nation, Birth mm-hmm, of the Nation. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, but I'm never gonna watch that. And that's kind of how I feel about like Ace Ventura. Like, by I don't. I feel like this is a movie where like, if you've seen it, let's quote it. If you haven't, I cannot recommend it. Yeah, <laughs> it would be bad to co-sign on like. Yeah, you should watch Ace Ventura. Uh, I think Ace Ventura is very funny. Um, I'm gonna give it a D minus with a trigger or content warning again as well. Um, I think this movie's funny. But goddamn, has it aged poorly? <laughs> but hey, listen, Ace Ventura's—it's aged poorly. Maybe we shouldn't watch it anymore. But hey, Chris, I got great news for you. There are two more Jim Carrey movies exactly like this that came out <laughs> in the same year that you can watch. Um, yeah, this is one of those things that's insane because around this time, a tribe called Quest put out their first album, mm-hmm. and there's a song called Georgie Porgy, which the studio literally stepped in and said, "Hey, you cannot put this homophobic song out. You can't." So they re-recorded it with lyrics 
that have quote unquote nothing to do with it but it is about like the music business and how people like stifle creativity and stuff like that and so like having known that now i can't even enjoy that song because they're specifically writing that song about how upset they were that they couldn't be homophobic on their record but anyways all i'm saying is nobody on the whole team thought hey pump the brakes should a trans woman be stripped in front of an audience in the climax of this movie and they went yeah she got a wiener sticking between her butt cheeks that's funny that's what happened yeah i know and that's one of the other things is like okay so like if we're talking about like giving something a little wiggle room because of the time okay i get the is that your gun poking my thigh joke i get those kinds of things but the like what like the climax section oh yeah it gets is real bad like so over the line of my opinion. yeah and like everyone in the room is like pretending is like throwing up and gagging and stuff yeah. like that it sucks yeah it's... so that's what i'm trying to say is like i can i, I can absolutely understand like cons- like you know context like the times are different all that kind of stuff but this one does cross the line in my opinion in my <laughs> humble humble opinion i think it crosses the line yeah, well, yeah, absolutely, yeah. 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 So, RoboCop. RoboCop. Hey. RoboCop. Directed by Paul Verhoeven. Verhoeven? Is that how you say it? You're asking the guy who's the worst in names. Is his there's first someone name Paul? who I. There's a guy in this movie called Dan O'Hallery. Hallery? Oh, Hallery? Not that. Not that one. He plays the old man, and he's also Cochran. In oh, right. Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, but I can't even say his name. Directed by Paul Verhoeven, starring Peter Weller, and... An actual robot. An actual robot. Um, Did you write down your favorite jokes about this one? Or yeah. In this one? Really? Yeah. Um, no kidding. When Robocop first shows up, and he gets the keys to the car, and Nancy wants to go with him, he goes, I'll call you later. Is your number still 911? Um, <laughs> no, I didn't write down any Robocop jokes. I wrote down a couple. Uh, fuck, what's her name? What's the... Talking about Lewis or the actress? Both. Her name. And also starring Nancy Allen is uh, Officer Lewis. Nancy Allen, we know from... Don't know. She's the mean girl from Carrie. Oh, okay. This is the thousandth time I've seen RoboCop. Chris, I'm pretty sure this is the first time you've seen RoboCop. No. Um, It's great. Uh, I'd love to hear what your first impressions on RoboCop were today. Chris, what's Um, your history with RoboCop? (laughs) Uh, there was just a period where, like, I was, like, probably eight, and I was really into, like, Predator, Predator 2, that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I saw RoboCop. I understood well enough that it was of the same ilk. Like, he could know? be friends with Predator. I'd buy that. <laughs> no, I just mean, like, same era of, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sci-fi action. Um, You know, soft parody of, yeah. you know, the way that Predator is parodying action movies. Um and I yeah I but did, did not care for it as a kid I don't think there's much in here for a kid to like too much the, which the is guy ins- himself yes the the robot cop yeah it's fun but the movie is definitely yeah yeah not <laughs> not a kid movie but I, and I don't mean that in the sense where it's like they swear and there's blood in this I just mean that like this is a not a, an entertaining watch without you paying attention to a degree like not oh, it's like oh it's so deep but like I'm just saying that you have to like you know it's it's a uh... it's yeah it's strange because no, RoboCop's not deep, but for a movie called RoboCop about a man who is a robot cop, this yeah. movie's deep. Like, yeah. like it's it's way. Yeah. Every time I watch this movie, sorry, my experience with RoboCop, never saw it. Watched it a couple of years ago. I was like, "Fuck, RoboCop's so good." Um, every time I watch RoboCop, I like it like ten percent more. Uh-huh. Like just something I've seen, even parts I've seen a hundred times. Like when I see it again, I'm like. Oh, this is 
the best. Like, this is the best time I've seen this scene. This scene just works for me now. Um, like, the first time I saw it, I was like, yeah, RoboCop's pretty good. And then just every time I see it, I like this movie more and more and more and more and more and more and more. Also, RoboCop's cool. Also, I think we've said this in the past. I'm pretty stoked that as a, as a, as a guy who has lived his whole life on the outskirts of Detroit... I'm happy I'm not a New York guy. He's like, oh, we got Spider-Man. It's a guy from Detroit. <laughs> yeah. We got RoboCop. It's yeah. cool. And they shot it all in Texas. And there's a statue of RoboCop down here somewhere. They yeah. haven't, they haven't given it a permanent home yet. Yeah, I think it's just been moving around. But yeah. I say, um, replace that big fist. I want to start with yeah. Or that dumb guy holding those two what things. What is the big fist supposed to be? Is it Joe Lewis's fist? I don't know. Who's the guy doing this, holding the things? That they is some... that Atlas? Is he shrugging? No, no he's he... holding two things. Atlas is usually holding the globe. The I guy... thought he was holding the globe, but he was like putting it down. He was like, oh, I'm tired. No, he's standing like this. He's looking at one thing in one hand, and he's got another thing in another hand, and sometimes well, it's it the red hole the blue pill. Yeah. He's choosing. It's a statue uh, of him choosing. Make that guy Robocop or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which pill do you think Robocop would take? Robocop? Yeah, you take uh, He pill. eats baby food. He doesn't eat pills. <laughs> Or he'll be like, I, someone's got to protect I'm the Matrix. I'm not hungry. If I'm out there, who's protecting the Matrix? That's what Robocop was That's what say. happens later. Lewis brings him baby food and he goes, I'm not hungry. It's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I love Robocop. Here's something I'm going to jump ahead to. That's that mattress, man. A little bit before then. Two of the bad guys in this movie. One is Leland Palmer. The other is Red Foreman, right? Uh, Ray Wise and Kurt Woodsmith. Yeah. They do good. They do great. Uh, they do great. They do so good. I do not mean this in like a critique way. This is just me being funny. And it's something I generally felt, but I kept being like, no, okay, they're doing a good job though. Hit, both of those actors, in my opinion, are like, like they, they just seem like um, like actor actors. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, like there's just a degree to which like me having that knowledge and having seen them in other things, like there's a little bit of like, just like let's get them boys about their bad boy yeah. to me. That's just like, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm always like, you're scary. You're ready for him. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like every time he comes in and goes, bitches leave. I laugh at the top yeah. of my lungs. I still totally get it, like, because there's sometimes where he's just like, like, uh, like, uh, Red Foreman's like menacingly, like, not saying anything but smiling or smoking a cigarette, and mm -hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. But then there's just something about their like strut that's just so soft and theater kiddy. Like, oh, absolutely, yeah. These are very West Side Story guys. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, our, I've never thought about that. Yeah, the bad guys in this movie are definitely the scary, dudes. <laughs> scary and dangerous, but also at the same time, I do believe that they'll break out into dance at any moment. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, you get a cold open on uh, something this uh, movie goes back to a couple of times, which is um, like just the news or commercials and those being like oh, vehicles which I for love. satire. I love, 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 Yeah. Love, love. So one of the first ones you get is just like the news and like ridiculous violence that's going on. But the other thing that you get is like a privatized like, we're the best heart surgeons in this. You pick the heart and we'll put it. <laughs> like, it's very funny to me. And I, remember, I literally wrote down you, you pick the heart is yeah and we care. Yeah like so uh, very funny. do you want the do you want the Nissan or the Yamaha heart? Yeah. It's great. I love yeah, it. It is good. Um, and then yeah we I believe we do we do we, do we meet Murphy first or do we see the ED 209 scene the ED 209 scene? Either way those two things happen. ED 209 is shown at a board meeting at the OCP board meeting. Yeah. And he just they're like it's a it's like a it's like a demonstration he's like point the gun at the big robot and he's like okay and the robot's like you have 20 seconds to comply and then they're talking and stuff and he's like you have 10 seconds to comply and they're like you better put that gun down so he does and then the robot's still like tracking him and just murks him just smokes him right in front of the whole boardroom oh insane that guy explodes into blood. yeah yeah i um 
I don't want to advocate for this. Yeah. And I don't think anyone should ever do it. There should never be robot cops, no. There should never be a cop that's fully robot. <laughs> it has to have... Just the mouth of a man. Have a mouth of a man. No, um... <laughs> I never want anyone to go in and George Lucas of Star Wars and fix up an old movie like that. Mm -hmm. I would like them to go into RoboCop and make a 209 look 6% better. Really? I like. The, I thought the stop motion wasn't bad in this one. I, the stop motion, stop motion on N209 specifically really yeah. gets me. I can even I can even live with him falling out the window at the end with the super long arms. Yeah. Stop motion, I'm fine with that. For some reason, Ed 209 really grinds my gears. Then we meet Murphy. Murphy's new on the 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 beat. He's replacing yes. Frederickson or something like that. Yes, which is something I really like. Um, the commercials and news at the beginning, they're talking about Frederickson. Yeah. And how he's been shot and he's hanging in there at the hospital. And they're like, good luck, Frank, or whatever. And then some time passes in the movie and then you get to Murphy showing up. And everyone's like, wow, just and that, just and that. We're going to go on strike. And the police yeah. captain comes in. And We're take, policemen. We don't strike. And he comes and takes Frank's name off of his locker. And, those, and he goes, you're all going to the funeral tomorrow. It's like, oh, fuck, that was yeah. really good. Yeah. And I love um, him and uh, Lewis, Murphy and Lewis are out on patrol. Well... I think one thing we missed oh, before yes. that is there's a guy in like handcuffs that's like fighting off two cops. One of them is Lewis, and then Lewis uh, beats up the guy in handcuffs. Oh, karate kicks him, yeah, a bit. And then Murphy goes, "Pretty neat." <laughs> Which I gotta say, Murphy, not pretty neat. She just beat up a man in handcuffs. I mean, hey, man, it's old Detroit. What are you gonna do? It's new Detroit. It's the future. All right. Well, he's from old Detroit. He's never seen nothing like this before. He's from Anyways. south. Got transferred to west yeah. or other way around. Um, she goes to get in the car. He goes, I like to drive or yeah. whatever. And she's like, whatever. Yeah. I do like the little touch that every time a cop car leaves this building, it has to scrape the entire underside of itself on that ramp. So yeah, it's an interesting feature. Yeah. That's something they got right about the future. My car does that all the time. Oh, all the time. Yeah. Um, and then they're out on patrol or whatever. Yeah. And he's doing little flippies with his gun. This is my favorite part of the movie. Okay. So he's doing a little Before he's a RoboCop. You like that part the most. I like when it pays off when he's a robot cop. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he's doing little gun flippies and she's like, that's neat. And he's like, yeah, my son likes the show. I don't know what Peter Weller's voice sounds like. I keep going into an impression. Couldn't yeah. tell you what he sounds like. And he's like, yeah, partner, my son loves TJ Laser. And he does yeah. gun flips after he kills men. So I thought I'd learn how to do gun flips. And then, mm, Chris... Can't tell you how much, like, tears start forming in my eyes in this movie when later they're at the gun range and she sees Robocop and he's got the big gun and he gets done shooting and the thing comes out of his leg and he does the little flip and puts the gun back. I'm like, oh, that is so good. Love it. Favorite part of this movie. That's that mattress, man. <laughs> A little bit before that. Okay. Um... We, I almost said Weller. Murphy and Lewis, they're chasing all the bad guys in their van with all their guns, and they go to their favorite little industrial building hideout hangout. Right after Peter Weller catches a bullet with his teeth. That is true. That does happen. They are, like, sneaking about. There's no chance for backup or whatever. They're, like, trying to arrest this guy, trying to arrest that guy. Doesn't work. Lewis is incapacitated. And they blow up Murphy. Oh, yeah. Shoot his hand off, and then they shoot him into bits. They shoot him into a million bits. Uh, something I'd like to point out that I think looks really nice, yeah. or they did a good job out in this movie, uh, when they shoot him in the brain, and the back of his head explodes, uh -huh. which you see in movies all the time. Obviously, it's a dummy head, because it's the 80s. 
You're going to be very mad at me. Um, the free version that was on YouTube was a TV edit. Oh, no, Chris. Yeah. I watched the director's cut. This movie's so violent. I know. I saw none of it. And also, every time they say any curse word, it's freaking or crumb bag instead of scumbag or whatever it is. Oh, or, Chris, yeah. it was right here in the other room. You could have just watched it with me. We were watching it at the same time. Anyway, um, when they blow up his head, it's obviously you know shot from the back a dummy the head explodes yeah but the shot starts from in front of murphy yeah so you see the front of the dummy's head yeah and it's a little animatronic and it's moving and it's pretty freaking believable okay like when i saw it it looks just a little off so i was like is this gonna be an exploding head and then it moves and i was like oh no is it him and i was like oh no this is an exploding head i was just very impressed by it yeah kudos hats off sure you would have liked it if you saw it i would have loved it if i saw it they blow him to bits it's gross i saw it not on tv on blu-ray yeah director's cut 4k hd blu-ray beautiful so the guy who made ed 209 yes is the adversary of special agent albert albert yeah rosenfield sure miguel frere yeah and he's like, hey, yeah, uh, that robot is dangerous. Which, oh, by, How about by, let's turn a man into a robot? Yes, love it. Which, by Who's the way, speaking of Miguel Ferrer, it's insane to see somebody in a movie who is balding. Yeah. And see them and go, oh, they're so young. Uh-huh. Like to see see an actor I know from today yeah. in the 80s who is still in the 80s losing their hair and going, oh, man, look how young yeah. that man is. Yeah. I think there's some young Bill. Bill? Who's Bill. Bruce, oh yeah, sorry. I think there's some young Bruce Willis that's like that. Oh yeah, yeah, well, because he's been bald forever. Yeah. But also, rest in peace, my guy forever. Yeah, rest in peace for sure. He's also in a really enjoyable um, Stephen King adaptation, Night Flyer. Nice. He's also the vice president in Iron Man 3. Wow. Small what work. a life that guy had. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he's like, how about uh, let's mix all three of our favorite things together, robot men and cops, and that'll be great. And Enterprise. Yeah. Um, there's a bit later where he's taking a piss and shit talking the guy who made ED, uh, Ed 209 and the guy overhears him and he's all like you fucked up my thing I could have sold this to the military and then parts for 25 years and uh, Special Agent Albert goes yeah but you know a big part of like a thing is that it works and he's like that doesn't matter if we make money I like that little scene yeah that's good yeah but anyways, so they make the RoboCop, right? The RoboCop. Yeah, I, I. Sorry. Sure. I do like that little moment because from then on, very, when it comes to the bad guys story arc, and Miguel Ferrer and this guy are always arguing. I'm like, yeah, this guy is correct. <laughs> like, like yeah, he's a sharky, snaky, like Wall Street type, sure. But yeah, he does have a point where it's like, yeah, but you can't just sell a robot that gives people 20 seconds to comply and then whether or not they comply murders them <laughs> no i mean miguel ferrer is wrong oh you think so in their world yeah with what they're doing yeah in the grand oh you're talking about like making money in the grand scheme of this movie yeah technically M- F- miguel ferrer yeah is a good guy like he's yeah. one of the protagonists that's what i'm saying like but he's out here to be a scummy businessman like the rest yeah. of them but he was so bad at it that he created the hero of this movie yeah i love it yeah um 
So RoboCop shows up for first day at work. Everybody's like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. He does the shoots. Uh-huh. He goes and shoots a guy in the dick, too. Oh, before that, the part where he catches the car keys. Do you know this fun fact? Sure, hit me with it. Where they throw him the car keys. Yeah. The gloves on the RoboCop costume are like foam rubber. Uh-huh. So they would throw the keys... And A, he can't see because yeah. he's wearing a robot costume. And B, because it's foam rubber, the keys bounce off the hand. Yeah. And so apparently it took 50 days and uh, 50 takes and an entire day shoot to get that scene where he catches the car keys. Yeah. Interesting. It's fun. I got a fun fact for you. So WCW um, pay-per-view called Capital Punishment where RoboCop shows up in full costume. He comes to the WCW. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And... And nothing. I mean, oh. it's well. It's that was like the biggest thing was like the obviously like whatever company made this movie was like the suit can't do anything. He can't wrestle. He can't mm-hmm. fight. He can do nothing. So he just kind of comes out and even just coming down the ramp, like shit starts coming off of his legs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was it Peter Weller? I don't know. It might have been. Can't, really fake been yeah, can't, can't fake that mouth. Yeah, you can't fake that mouth, baby. Oh. Um, uh, every time Robocop gets in and out of a car, you never see him actually do it. Yeah, like yeah. Like, was there was a couple of shots where I was like, I wonder if he's even wearing the bottom half. He's not. No, he yeah, never is. He's always wearing his. <laughs> from what I read, very specifically in his underwear from the waist <laughs> on. Um, but yeah, whenever he's getting in and out of a car, you see him put one leg in and then it cuts, or he's yeah. getting out of the car and half of his body's already yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. That was like the the biggest problem with it was that yeah, for the WCW thing, they were like, he cannot even walk. So. If you guys have any kind of mechanism to make him arise from the floor, we'd be super into that. Yeah. Um, and apparently they ended up, uh, it was so hot and heavy, the Robocop costume, that he was losing three pounds a day in just water weight. Good God. Until man. they eventually put like an AC system inside of it. Anyways, yeah, so he shoots the guy in the dick. You like this scene a lot? Yes, because, oh my God, the most violent rapists I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Is like, there a lot in the director's cut that I didn't see? Because um, it's just kind of like a guy holding a guy or a girl, and then RoboCop goes freeze and shoots him in the dick, and then he says, "You've been raped. You need to go get a rape kit." And I was like, "Well, wild." Um, the scene starts with these guys chasing after her. Yeah, and they're going wah, 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 like they're like okay. animals. They're like scream, and she's yeah. just crying and screaming, and they grab her. And they're like, they have a knife, and they're like, wah, "We're gonna give you a haircut," and they start cutting her hair. And okay, one of the guys goes, "Wait, Jimbo." She's got more hair. And the guy oh my God. gets under her skirt and then Robocop shows up and goes, freeze, waste oil or whatever yeah. Robocop's famous line is. Freeze, creeps. And uh, hold it, dicks. And then, yeah, shoots yeah. that guy in the dick through her legs. And I have seen that edit online where they very like gratuitously do the dicks blowing up as they get shot. <laughs> and he shoots a million dicks Chris, instead of just one dick. It's from... Um, our RoboCop remake. It's like scene 37 or something like that. It is... I cry. Like, yeah. it's one of the few things in the world that makes me cry laughing every <laughs> single time I see it. Yeah. It's one of the few things in the world that I think is hilarious that when I show to other people, 80% of the time, they go, this isn't funny. <laughs> this is just hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <But> yeah. Very <laughs> funny. The guy comes out at the end fully naked. Yeah. He's like, ah. and like, RoboCop's targeting goes over him. It's his foremost rapist identified. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. 
Oh, shit. Anyway, Robocop shoots that man with the wiener. Yeah, and then some other things happen. Like, uh, I, but one thing I know for sure that happens is that, like, the old mayor is, like, holding the new... He, like, he does he does a January 6th. <laughs> yes, yes. He yeah, does yes. a January 6th. And I actually wrote down the line, because it's so funny. He was like, they were like, what do you want? What do you demand? He's like, I I want my old job. I want a recount. Oh, he says, I want a recount. And then whatever it is, I want my old job back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then his second demand is like, I want I want a car. I want a new, ni- I, I want a nice new car. And they're like, you want a nice new car? What, you know, and they, they talk about the car for a while. And then there's a point where he's like, what about cruise control? Does it come with cruise control? <laughs> it's great. Very funny. RoboCop does a Frank Miller's Batman and punches through the wall and then mm-hmm. grabs them. Love it. Um, that stuff, that all happens. Then also, Lewis is able to enter into his brain waves and remind him that he's Murphy just a little bit. Yeah. Because just before that, he actually had a nightmare of getting murdered. Love it. And everybody has a meltdown because they were like, he's not supposed to dream. He's a robot. He's not supposed to dream. I love... I think it happens It happens when he's dreaming. No, it doesn't happen when he's dreaming. When he's dreaming, he makes that face that's the meme where he's like... But I do love um, when he's walking in his old house and he's concerned, I think. I know, I don't even think it happens. There. There's, a, there's a moment where RoboCop is worried. And obviously Peter Well is just going to be doing all this acting with his mouth. So he's walking around like this. With the smallest mouth I've ever seen a human make. Just, <laughs> it's yeah. great. I love it. Yeah. He also bumps into the guy who was one of the guys uh, who murdered him. There's a, the gas station? The gas station man with the crazy sideburns that connect to his goatee in a way that I've never seen it done before. Okay. But it's the future, baby. This guy reading, and he's like, what up, nerd? What you reading? And, you know, he's like, give me all the money and also no funny stuff if I'm going to fill up on seven and it's out of your pocket. Robocop shows up, freezes. He, the cop... In a bit of role reversal, he freezes. Because, again, the sight of this guy's crazy facial hair is reminding him that he used to be Murphy. Yeah. Um, he's still able to, I think, kind of apprehend that. No, he, he shoots his car. The guy, little, blo- the guy blows the gas station up. And he sh- it does, yeah, but he shoots, shoots the bike and he falls yeah. over. But and then he... later he's covered in toxic sludge and becomes a monster. Oh, that shit sucked. I forgot about that, yeah. You see, you didn't like that? <clears throat> I like it. Did you see when he got hit by the car? Yeah. Just... But I, all I saw was... It like hard cuts to the inside of the car. So if there's anything gross, then no, I didn't see that bit. Mm-mm. He turns into like liquid, basically. Like what it that looks like. Great. What it looks like is basically they took a a, a a leftover toxic Avenger costume yeah. and just filled it with muck and then hit it with a car. And then I send you that Garfield TikTok where he's buying lasagna at ta- Target. I don't think so. I did, but you didn't watch it. It's so funny um, to me. <laughs> Uh, but she was a, oh, she posted God. on Halloween. She's like, should it be uh, Garfield or sexy Garfield? And she had that Garfield costume on. Yeah. The first picture, and the second one was just a corset on over it. It was very <laughs> funny. But anyways, uh, besides the Goo Man, so the next thing that happens is we cut to Special Agent Albert, and he's doing coke off of boobs, hanging out with a couple of women. Oh, already? Okay, doing yeah. coke. Is there something I'm missing? No, not that I can think of. Yeah. And uh, there's a knock at the door. Oh, my God, it's Red Foreman. And Red Foreman plays a little DVD for him after he shoots uh, Special Agent Albert in the knees and stuff like that. And the DVD plays, and it's his rival. Yeah. It's his rival where he's basically like, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, pathetic. I'm begging for your life, why don't you? Anyways, um, you know, I'm going to kill you. I hired this guy to kill you. You stupid asshole. Yes. Because I know what you're doing. Yeah. I love, I love when he's, like, talking to him in the bathroom earlier, and he's like, yeah, we used to have a bunch of nicknames for the boss. We used to call him Shit for Brains and 
do but it's like i made those two up but it's something like that like yeah. something super insane and then fart hit yeah it's, he's it's like pretty... he literally says even one time i called him asshole tv edit he's like geez even one time i called him an airhead <laughs> <laughs> so great yeah so good yeah, that's what it was. Was at first I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch the TV edit, and then they started saying like crumb, uh, like crumb bag, and I was like, I'm gonna watch the TV edit. Oh fuck! You guys see RoboCop? I'm gonna crumb. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Special Agent Albert gets blown up by a grenade, but not before. Wait. Oh, we missed. Uh, there's a part where RoboCop uh, stops that store from being robbed. That grocery store or whatever. Continue. So the guy comes in to rob. He's like. Boys are safe. We ain't got no safe. I know your safe is right here. He kicks all over the cans. The safe's under there. And Robocop throws that guy through the window, I think. And he says something funny. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I can't remember that scene either. He's like, hey, have a good day, folks. Have a nice day. Yabba yabba. <laughs> and then he leaves. He's on a skateboard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways. I believe Murphy now does the thing where he pulls a knife out of his... Thing, like a like a like a Wolverine knife, and he stabs his, it into his, a computer. His USB knife, his yeah. USB ice pick that's in his hand. Yeah, and he accesses Matthew Broderick. I think that's the name of Fred Foreman's character. Yeah, Matthew Broderick. And then he accesses that he had killed Alex Murphy or whatever, and he's like, "Oh my god, that's me! Oh my god, this guy killed me." Then he goes and he gets a guy. I believe it's uh, he goes and gets uh, Leonard Cohen. I think that's the name of um, Leland Palmer's character in a nightclub. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leland Palmer tries to kick him in the dick and it hurts Leland Palmer more than it hurts Robocop but basically he's like take me to Matthew Broderick or whatever he says where's Matthew Broderick whatever he goes and gets Matthew Broderick he's on the brink of killing the dude Matthew Broderick just spills his guts I like 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 the scene where he's trying to Red Foreman is trying to talk that guy into selling him his business or something like that or like in the coke deal sitting down talking and he's like hey come on tiger's playing tonight i never miss a game <laughs> and then the door goes looks like you're missing a game yeah everyone's like oh we should leave and then robot i'd love to see this scene from the other side of the door where yeah. robocop is trying to kick this door down for what <laughs> feels like a minute and a half. it's so funny. like you're saying like watch it play out but the whole time in the background the door is just no, I want to go on the other side of the door where we see Rob- Robocop going. Oh, just... <laughs> oh, God, it's so funny. And yeah, Robocop in, comes in, wipes the floor with everybody, and uh-huh. goes, hey, and he's like, I work for the cops. He spills his whole guts. He's like, he's like, the cops are... He literally says, like, the cops are the bad guys. The cops are owned by uh, OCP. He goes, uh, you see this? And he puts his hand in his pocket, and he pulls out a bunch of beans. He goes, yeah. I'm spilling them. And he yeah. puts them all over the floor. He's like, Dick Jones is my is my boss. That's my guy. Which I like, because later when he's talking to Dick Jones, he's like, he is a robot. Everything he sees, he records. That's all evidence. Mm-hmm. So then RoboCop decides to march into Dick Jones's office. Love it. And Dick Jones is like... Autobots attack, <laughs> and he has all the cops. And he literally like, there's a point where like Lewis is like, no, don't, 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 don't shoot the RoboCop. And then one of the guys is like, we have orders to destroy it. And then they destroy it. They shoot it a bunch, which is interesting, because it's just like at the beginning, where RoboCop got to shoot it a bunch by the bad guys. Do we? Get but it? now he's getting to shoot it by, by the bad guys. Who really are the good guys, Chris? Who watches Whoa. the Watchmen? Um. Do we miss the part where he goes home? Yeah, but you talked about it briefly. Is there more you want to say about it? He makes a funny face. 
He goes into the house. It yes. reminds him of things he did with his wife and his kid. Well, it reminded my, me of the crow. He goes, well, my kid was the devil. My wife was smoking. Hot. I had a whole life, and now I'm just a mouse. Yeah. Well, he, there's more face under there. Unfortunately, yeah, we'll get to it. <laughs> Anyways, he, like, falls into the sewer or something after all the shooting Just happens. like a Michael Myers, yeah. Yeah, and Lewis brings him to the industrial hangout where the bad guys hang out? Yeah. You no, know, I don't remember where they go. I don't even remember how they find each other. She finds him and brings him to like what I think is the same place that he died in. Okay, could be, could be. But anyways, I know. She, I, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know she brings where... him a gun and a drill and some baby, baby food. food. Yeah, yeah. And he takes his face and says, "Here's the rest of it." And she goes, "Can you put that back on, please?" But he doesn't. He and refuses to wear it for the rest. Put of that the back movie. on, please. And then the movie happens. The rest of the movie happens, and I'm like, "Somebody put that hat back on." <laughs> it's two screws, man. You have the drill. You already said earlier that your targeting is off. I'm sure not having the head on isn't helping. Just put it back on, man. <laughs> yeah, isn't that where the computer grid goes? Yeah, is that, exactly. Is or are they the built into your is? eyes? That means, Chris. That has to mean they put the helmet on because they saw his like, face Whoa. and were like, "We have." This can't be part of it. <laughs> yeah. We have to take this out yeah. of the equation. Yeah, because that tells me it's built into the eyes, all the grid stuff. But anyways, um, they... <laughs> Awful. I hate yeah. it. They, Robocop then goes and guns down the Broderick crew. Yes, and they are doing some real Freddy Krueger, Tom and Jerry shit. Just yeah. dropping pylons and debris on top of him. And yeah, stuff. yeah. There's all kinds of stuff with the Toxic Avenger and getting hit by a car. and Yeah. There's a point where, uh, you know. They've got those insane guns that make everything explode. Love they it. do. Yeah. Um, there's a point where uh, Lewis is on Broderick's tail and then just gets lit up. She gets smoked. Yeah. But then uh, Robocop shows up and he's like, freeze, asshole. And, you know, Broderick drops the gun. And he's like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, haha. <laughs> You know, a little bit of cops and robbers. I get it. And he's like, uh-uh, this time I'm not arresting you. That's him just slowly, like, raising the gun as it cuts to, like, Leland Palmer, like, working a crane. Like, and then he, like, drops all the the metal on RoboCop before he can smoke him. And then that guy from Police Academy comes on that helicopter and he's going, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Lewis goes, it's just been revoked. And he shoots... <laughs> Leland Palmer with the blow-up gun, with the, the grenade gun. Yeah. Yeah. And then she shoots Broderick? No, Broderick comes beating the shit out of Robocop, who's pinned under all that stuff. Yes. And Robocop pulls out his USB spike and stabs him in the side of the head with it. Ooh. I must it's, have looked away for a second. It's brutal. Or you're yeah. watching it, the, the TV, TV edit. edit. Yeah. Uh, I really like this line here where she goes, I'm uh, real messed up. I'm real messed up, Murphy. And he's he goes, like, it's okay. They'll fix you. They, they can fix, fix everything. everything. It's great. Yeah. Um, and then I don't remember how they get out of that situation. All I remember is it cutting to the boardroom. I, th I think it does. I think it just yeah. cuts to the boardroom. And what does he show up? And he just says, hey, you're under arrest, bitch. He shows up and goes, hey, I'm under arrest. And everyone goes, oh, my God, where's your helmet? <laughs> um, and that guy... The main bad guy puts a gun to CEO man's head, and he goes, "I want a car with cruise control <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a helicopter." And that guy goes, "Dick, you're fired." 
And Robot Cop goes, thank you, and shoots him. And he falls out of the window, and he's got big, long arms. Yeah. And Robot Cop goes, my work here is done. And then and it I'm just like, says Robot Cop. Yeah. There's a little twinkle in his eye and yeah. a big circle transition around oh, and he his winks. face. And he winks. And then it says and he Robocop. goes, that, 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 that's all, folks. I do like I do like when he goes to show them the evidence of him being bad. He pulls out his USB spike and it's still covered in blood. And he goes to put it. Out. I just want it to not work. And so when come come up, goes oh you have to clean that off first. <laughs> yeah, and that's RoboCop. That's RoboCop. I gotta say probably like a B plus. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give RoboCop a A minus. Yeah, okay. Any closing thoughts? You have 20 seconds to conclude. <laughs> to mattress man. No. Um, hey, it's fun. It's action packed. It's a little gory. It's funny, it's uh, action-packed, it's a little gory, and it's fun, and it's action-packed. Well, as someone who watched it not on TV, I think it's fun. I think it's action-packed. I think it's extremely gory. Yeah. And you know what? It's fun. Oh, it's a blast. And it's smarter than it has any right to be. Yeah. And it's uh, pretty well-written, and it's got a robot who is also a man and a cop. And it also has a lot of familiar faces, if you've seen any TV show that was made in the 90s. Would he technically be a cyborg cop since he's part man? Ooh. But cyborg cop doesn't sound as good as Robocop. No. Uh, well. You have 10 seconds to conclude. I'm trying. We talked about it at the beginning. Chris, how do you feel about doing a year of a podcast? Oh, a year of doing a podcast? Uh, I don't think I have too much profound to say. It feels like just yesterday. Same. That's at Mattress Man. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I got nothing. I was just saying that. I was like, oh, it'll be nice to talk about it. And I was like, yeah. no, I got nothing to say. And no. I'm just having a blast, and we do it every week. Yeah. Uh, thanks to the nine of you that listen, or a thousand. I don't know. Chris checks the analytics. We could have ten to 10,000 people yeah. listening. I don't know. Nick, there are three million people listening to this podcast. Uh, really... More than 10,000. I wish I would have wrote something down. <laughs> so that's... That's at Mattress Man. Mm, gotcha. Gotcha. New year, new me. I'm through the outro now. If you need more soup, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or go to our website, eatingsoupalone.com. And until next time, 